Hello, everyone. Happy Monday or whatever day you're watching this. Hopefully Monday, but if not, and hope you're enjoying your week so far. Um, you can see Shauna is back with me. You joined me about six months ago, uh, I think, to kind of start talking about your transition from education into recruitment. Now you've gotten six months under your belt and kind of learning the industry really well. So I wanted to have you back on just to assist me as we do a little bit of a different episode here of Maximize Monday, not really talking about what interests you about the job per se, but more so what advice uh, we as teachers turned recruiters can give to other people looking to transition into a new field, not just educators, but we'll focus on that a little bit too. So Shauna, how are you this week? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. So if you've watched the show, you know the format. We start off just kind of talking about the week ahead, what we have planned. So what's motivating us? And I'm going to keep on the, the train of talking about shows that Matt is binging. So now that like the sports world has caught up and I'm, I'm finally able to watch shows again, um, the the new or I guess the rest of this season of You is coming out soon. So uh, that is one of the Netflix shows, one of the many that my wife and I enjoy to watch. So looking forward to seeing how that all wraps up. Not a huge fan of this season is in comparison to the other years, but still just want to see how it all wraps up. Um, another thing motivating me this week, um, I like every other month, my friends will always, my one friend goes to trivia every Wednesday um, and he always throws the invite out to me when there's a movie theme, just if you could see behind, that's like only like a, a 20th of the films that I own. So movies are kind of my thing. So anytime there's a movie theme, he asks me to come. I usually say no, um, but this Wednesday it's action movies. I am going to make the effort to go out there and, and enjoy that. Um, usually we win. So fingers crossed, we keep that streak going uh, when I show up, but we will see. And then the, the final thing motivating me is kind of one of the bigger things. Um, and if you follow the show, you know that, and you can see the wall behind me, wrestling is still life for Matt. Um, this Saturday, I'm actually taking my daughter who is three to her first indie wrestling show. Um, so normally those things start at like 8, 9 p.m. and she's usually in bed by 7.30. So I haven't had the chance to take her to a show just yet. So this one's starting at five, a little different, and it's only like 10, 15 minutes down the road from me. So I can actually like take her to at least half of the show, get her in, in, introduced to what dad does outside of the walls of this house and some of the things that interest me um so we'll see how she does it's it's close enough that if she absolutely is not having it um we can just leave easily but i'm hopeful that she will at least have some fun with it so that's what's motivating me for the week goals for the week ahead i do have a few candidates that are going to be starting their new positions uh on the following monday so Biggest thing for me, one of the things at the start of the year I said I wanted to get better at was following up with candidates, not just through the hiring process, but to the first day. Um, you know, so that that involves more communication on my end, text, emails, phone calls, just making sure they're getting what they need. Uh, and I, I want to have more buy-in from myself in that process as, as the new year rolls on. So I have been getting better with it. I have a spreadsheet. I have a calendar of reminders that, that tell me like, hey, remember to do this. So I'm doing better at it. Uh, and so I want to make sure I'm keeping up with that since I do have a few starting next week. Um, and the other thing is uh, in terms of LinkedIn, I've, I've kind of 
been in that creative rut where I have like a few themes that I'll just kind of fall back on when I'm posting. Obviously, I do the Maximize Monday, the Opera Tuesday, um, my Win Wednesday, Thankful Thursday type stuff. But I want to see if there's something new I can try out. So bear with me. I'm going to test out some stuff this week on LinkedIn. We'll see what people enjoy, what they get something out of it, or if it just like is crickets and I get zero in interaction with it. So we'll see uh, how that all plan pans out here. And then when from the week before I did get a new, new hire through the process. So they are starting their uh, time with the company a little earlier than I think we were anticipating, which is a good thing. Uh, the company's excited to get them started. They're excited to get started. So it all works out for everyone. So that's, what's going on in my world this week. Shauna, what are you up to? Uh, well, those are great things. I have a couple comments on your um, actual, what you said, um, bring snacks to the no. wrestling, right? You always yeah. bring snacks. That's how I get my kids to stay at anything. Um, and I love your goal of following up with candidates um, through, all the way through to the first day. We do the same, same thing at Talent Boat. We set calendar reminders. I had a new hire start um, on Monday, which I guess is also oh, one of my wins. So I'm kind of going backwards, but um, you know, followed up with her employee retention is so important. And I think part of that is really staying in contact with your candidates and making sure how did it go? How was your first day? You know, is there anything that I can do on my end to help? So I think that's a great goal for you. I think you're going to see a lot of success. Um, what's motivating me? Uh, spring break is coming up and um, which is the first spring break that I will not have off of work. Right. And my kids will be home, right? So it'll be different, but I'm not I'm not stressed about it. I'm excited about it. I'm excited they'll be around more. I have a flexible schedule. We have plans to go to Orlando next weekend. I'm going to do a, a few things over there. My son is turning eight, my younger son. So we're going to celebrate his birthday. We're surprising him and taking him to medieval times, the mm -hmm. dinner show. So I think he's going to like it. Um, we've not, I haven't been since I was a kid, so... That should be fun. It's it's motivating me to get excited for the trip, get things taken care of, um, have some new clients that I'm working with, which is exciting and, and motivating as well. Just kicked off uh, a couple of searches with a huge healthcare organization in Florida, a very iconic uh, hospital system that I've known about since since growing up, since childhood. So it's been really cool, um, you know, just learning about them from a different perspective and, and getting some new roles in. Um, I also, it's very motivating to me having candidates interviewing and I have uh, several interviews this week and it's just been exciting. They've been going well, people are enthusiastic and you know, I just feel like I'm, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. So that's always exciting. Um, okay, so we've got the motivating thing, uh, my goals, like you, trying some different things on LinkedIn. I've posted two videos so far um, and they've been doing okay. So my first video had 20,000 impressions, which I felt was good. Yeah. It was interesting. It took time. It was like several days went by instead of a big, you know, splash at the beginning. So I'm, I'm testing stuff out as well. And, you know, you find what works and what doesn't and, and what you enjoy doing. And I enjoy making the videos. I, I feel uh, like I'm showing myself more than just behind a keyboard. So I'm going to keep doing it and, and see what happens. So one of my goals is just to be more, more consistent, you know, in that way um, and bring in some new business. Uh, I know that I, I'm on the agency side, you're on the in-house side. Uh, so something that I, I do have to do in my role or I try to do is bring in new business. There's a, a little bit of that aspect. 
to my role. Um, so I'm, I'm working on, you know, getting myself out there and uh, building more relationships. I have an in-person networking lunch next week, which is rare, I think these days. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm very excited about that. Um, set up a lunch with someone and she seems great. So, you know, just, and then, like I said, my win was, I did have a placement who started this week and that's always fun. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I, I think it's certainly an adjustment posting on LinkedIn versus other social media. And I had to get used to that because you're used to like throwing something up on, on Instagram or posting on Facebook. And it's just like immediate interaction, likes, comments, stuff like that. Whereas LinkedIn is more of a slow burn. Like you'll put something yeah. up, nothing for two hours. And then out of nowhere, it just kind of takes off. So that was always kind of like initially for me is like, do people hate this? Like, am I not getting anything out of this? What are we doing here? And then yeah. it's like, okay, now I get it. People yeah. are busy. You'll, you'll get comments like two weeks later and things like that. Like things, you know, I guess come up later on people's feeds. It's interesting. And then you go back to having conversations that you were having, you know, a week or two ago and commenting and replying and stuff. Yeah, I agree. It's different. It's different. Yeah. For sure. So the reason I reached out to you and you you said you'd come back on the show, we wanted to do something a little different this time was just kind of to address some common misconceptions about the recruiting industry, the, the hiring world right now, um, as well as give some advice in terms of things that we're seeing as recruiters, you know, when it comes to applicants, the hiring process, the interview process, what you as a job seeker can do to not, I would say stand out because it's going to be different for every hiring manager, but just on your end to take ownership as well, kind of like we as recruiters have to take ownership on our side of things. It's kind of a two-way street here. So what you can do, and, and you know, I, I know some people are kind of hesitant to to message, to follow back up, to to shoot out that text or email or, or give a follow-up call. Um, so just as recruiters, we wanted to give some insight on that. So we talked before the show. I think the, the one thing both of us have different things we wanted to touch on was messaging through LinkedIn. You know, you'll get the in-mails. Uh, or the messages from connections. And on my end, since I'm tied to the the positions themselves through the company, usually I will get something that's directly saying, hey, I am interested in this role that you have posted on your page. And that's great. Um, I don't want anyone to ever feel like they shouldn't do that because that's why it's there. That's why my name is tied to it. So you can kind of, if you want to raise your hand, if if you haven't heard from me and a day or two or an hour, if you're that antsy, just, you know, feel free to follow up with me as a message. What I will say, though, with all of that is if you are reaching out to me with a specific role in mind, um, feel free to just include your resume in there, too. So you saying, hey, I'm interested in this role. I know there's like a template some people can use. that says like, you'll see from my experience in X industry that this would align here. And that's good stuff, too. But Better for me is to actually see your resume A so I can look a little deeper in terms of just that one job experience that you have, uh, as well as kind of save it into my system so that I have your number, your email address ready so that if I do want to reach out, you do seem like a, a good fit for the role. I have all that communication stuff ready for me. So that would be my big piece of advice in terms of messaging a recruiter or a hiring manager on LinkedIn is just make sure you're attaching your, your resume as well, just so if they want to move forward, they already have that stuff that kind of eliminates one of the back and forth messages that you would have to do. Yeah, that's a great call out. And, you know, always have your resume ready. You know, even if you're not actively searching, right, it's important to just always keep that resume updated. You never know what can happen and, and you want to be ready to, to send that out to recruiters. And then what I had mentioned to Matt is that the messaging I get is slightly different 
Um, I'm not tied to a company. I have multiple roles that I'm posting and I will get messages frequently that are very, very general, very generic, just saying, hey, um, here's my resume or, hey, I'm looking for a job in you know X industry or what have you. Do you have any jobs for me? And um, I would say more than 50% of the time, it is uh, people who are not working within the industry that I recruit for. So a couple you know, pieces of advice if you are reaching out to recruiters, because it's a great idea to be proactive. Uh, look at the recruiter's profile, see if they mention what industries they work within. We all typically have focus areas or niches. So I work in the advertising, marketing uh, kind of umbrella, and those are the types of roles I recruit for, account services, project management, some creative roles. Uh, and I have that in my profile. Now, I understand that not every recruiter has those details. So you may have to take that next step of then clicking on the company that they work for, the staffing firm that they work for, and, and see what's listed on that website. What type of roles does that staffing firm work for? And and yes, it's an extra step and it takes time, but you want to you want to connect with the recruiters that are in the industry that you're looking for or work on the roles that you're looking for. That's the more beneficial connection. So if you take those extra steps, it's, it's just going to make it more valuable for you. Yeah, 100 percent. And I want to go back to something you initially said, which was updating your resume. I can't tell you how many times I'm on the phone with a candidate. I say, hey, let's go over your job experience. Here's the, the most recent thing I have. And they say, oh, no, that's not my updated resume. Or no, I left there a year or two ago, which is fine. It, it's not a big deal. You can always just give me that updated information over the phone. But if I'm presenting an old resume to a hiring manager, that's not going to bode as well for you as if I already have your updated resume, not just because they'll want to see your recent experience, but also because then it's another step in the follow-up process. I'll say at the end of the call, um, make sure you send me your updated resume. I'll shoot you an email out, but then it's a waiting game to get that back to you. You're not always going to be at your computer ready to just say, oh yeah, let me send Matt that resume because it, it might be eight, nine hours until you're back at your computer and then things happen in your day, you forget and that's fine too. But then we're just kind of playing tag or a waiting game. So to kind of cut down on the process and I know updating resumes and people are applying all over through different job boards, different search engines. So it, it can kind of get like, where did I apply from? What resume was that? What's going on here? So I know it can get confusing. So it, like Shauna said, it, update that as much as possible, not just with job history, but with your contact information too, for the same reason, you know, if I set up an interview with you and you email me back and say, this is the time I want. Here's actually my updated phone number. Again, fine, I can use that. But then when I'm sending a resume to the hiring manager, they're not always going to have that email thread and they might just try to contact you directly, which at that point, they don't have your right number. So very important to update all of that information right off the bat so that you are ready to go when you're going through the application process. Yeah, there's enough obstacles already for job seekers, right? So you want to try to eliminate as many of those barriers as possible on the on your end. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Definitely. So the other thing we wanted to touch on here quickly, um, I know, Shauna, you do a ton with transitioning teachers. And we said before the show started, we're coming up on that time of year. School year is coming to a close in, in a few months, weeks, whatever your situation may be. I know some people do the year round, but but usually the summer is kind of that hot time for teachers who are looking to make that transition. It, it turns into like panic mode, like 
I need to find this or I need to renew my contract. What am I doing? So uh, as you are entering that industry, just some basic tips then that we can give you as people who have transitioned from education to recruiting in terms of um, what to expect this time of year. Don't get overwhelmed or scared away by the number of applicants to a process. Uh, or to an open position. And that's kind of where your network comes into play. You know, if you're applying for a position and you see five, 600 people have already applied to that same position, that may seem like a deterrent. You might be like, all right, well, I'm not doing this. I would say still apply to that role and also look and see if at that company you have any connections or connections of connections. You know, if, if there's someone that I'm connected to that you're interested in that company and, and, you know, you and I have had some conversations, I would be more than happy to make that introduction as well. So see if you have someone that you're comfortable with that works at said company that, that you can kind of reach out to and say, hey, I was interested in this role. Can you kind of point me in the right direction to the right hiring manager so I can have a quick conversation with them? Absolutely. Connections. Let's lean on your connections and, and your, your LinkedIn network, but your real life network. I mean, that was how I landed my role was I let my friends, my acquaintances, my family know that I was looking to leave the classroom, which was a big deal. I've been in teaching for 17 years, so it was shocking to some people. Um, but, you know, people want to help you. People that know you want to help you. So just kind of letting them know that you're looking uh, is definitely, it definitely can be an open door, getting your foot in the door somewhere. Um, the other thing that I've been talking a lot about on LinkedIn is that teachers have options. You do not have to go into something that's education adjacent. You don't have to go into ed tech. Ed tech's great. Definitely not knocking ed tech. Love it. But I think that a lot of teachers feel that I'm only qualified to go into something that's education related. And, and that's just not the case. You know, every teacher is different and every teacher has different skills. And, you know, do some research, talk to people, find out what, what is out there. We've seen teachers transitioning to obviously recruiting, to customer success, to, you know, patient care in the healthcare industry, um, training and development in any industry, project management all over the place. So, you know, there's, there's just so many options. And I think that's one of the most overwhelming things, uh, but do some research, talk to people in those roles, uh, take courses to see if it's something that you like, take free courses to see, you know, if the job is something that interests you and, and don't just limit yourself to something that is in the education field, unless you really want to go in that direction. And if so, then that's great too. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So last piece of advice, of advice I would leave with um, is just kind of something I alluded to initially in, in communication follow up on your end as as the job seeker. Uh, I know sometimes it's kind of like, a should I call them again? I feel like I've emailed them so many times. I feel like I've called them so many times. They're probably getting sick of me. I would say that over communicating is never going to be an issue for you. I don't think anyone's going to be like, all right, well, this person's called me six times. They're not right for the position. So um, I, I think that having that extra phone call, it, it may seem like, you know, it's it's an uncomfortable call for you to make because you feel like you're trying to reach out too much. But I don't think that that's going to be a, a negative light on you. So I would say if you're on the fence, do I make that extra call or don't I? 
100% do. Or if you don't want to make the call, email, text, you know, something that's not as direct is, is certainly fine as well, just to kind of keep your name in the forefront. Because a lot of moving parts in the hiring process. So sometimes it's just like, oh, yes, I forgot to, to email you back about the, the update that I got. No news is still news on our end, but still giving that news isn't something that is always at the forefront. Like, if I get the email, like, okay, we still have a couple more interviews. We're still working through the process. I'm not like, I immediately have to, to reach out to every candidate and tell them that we are not making a decision just yet. So if you want that update, don't ever hesitate to reach out. So Shauna, to put you on the spot now, any last piece of advice that you would give out uh, before we wrap up here? Um, you know, the last piece of advice I think I would give, and this is very LinkedIn related, is I see a lot of teachers frustrated and a lot of job seekers frustrated and, and posting about, oh my gosh, I've applied to 300 jobs and haven't gotten anywhere. Um, and I, I understand that frustration and, and the feeling like you want to vent and you want support. Um, but I also, you know, just want to remind everyone that LinkedIn is, is public. Anyone can see your posts. So uh, definitely, I don't want to be a toxic, you know, put out toxic positivity or anything like that. Um, but I do think that you want to try to sell yourself on LinkedIn as much as possible. You want to always be talking about, you know, the great things that you've done and what you're excited about and what your goals are. And I just think that you want to try to limit those posts of frustration, save them for your groups. There's a lot of support groups on LinkedIn and on Facebook um, and other social media where you can vent to fellow transitioning teachers, fellow job seekers. I think those are a little bit more of safe spaces, whereas the LinkedIn as a whole, um, maybe want to just focus on what you're looking for, your goals and connecting with people. And I, I know that's a little controversial, but I, you know, I want to give just my perspective as a recruiter. And I think that that's kind of the best direction to go with your LinkedIn posts. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So Shauna, thank you again for jumping on the call with me a, a second time now as Always a pleasure to have you on. If you're not connected with Shauna, send that request. And uh, you run the page from Classrooms Corporate, so a very good resource for um, anyone looking to transition. I know it says to recruiting, but you've done such a good job kind of broadening that at this point. Yeah. <laughs> any industry outside of recruitment, you can you can join it and those positions will be there. So um, I hope you all have a great week. If you ever have any questions about the hiring process or uh, anything that we went over, feel free to, to send a message. I'm more than happy to discuss anything further, give you some clarity if needed. Um, but otherwise, we will see you next Monday. Thank you, Matt.